I told them I wanted out earlier today. The team was falling apart with each passing event. Cracked tires, missing mechanics, and a big blowover at Talladega last week. This is our first race since then, and it's safe to say the tensions haven't exactly gone down much. We haven't even started driving yet, and already the team owner was threatening to fire people. I've always loved racing, but the constant bickering was quickly sapping all the fun out of my job. Five minutes, I told myself. Five minutes and I'd get to spend two hours lapping a concrete track with only an occasional angry comment or two at the pit stop during the race. I didn't get to see my family much. Since my dad was in that big crash last year, all eyes have been on me and my burgeoning career. I haven't even won a single race yet, but the pressure was high. High enough so that I didn't even get to see my mom and my brother until two whole months after the accident. Marky Reeves. The son of one of the greatest drivers of all time. Top of his class in his second pro season at the young age of 19. And he hadn't even won a single professional race. Frankly, I was fed up. After everything that had been happening, I just wanted out. I wanted to pack my bags and just forget the interviews and the cameras and, and all that junk. Three minutes. I tried to sit still and keep quiet while my crew and my managers did anything but. Regrettably, I didn't bring any kind of earbuds or any way to block the noise. I started clicking the pen I held firmly in my hands. I tried my best to focus on the pen clicking instead of the pit crew discussing bonuses for working in what they called terrible conditions. I was inclined to agree with them. However, it was getting pretty difficult to ignore all that background noise. Can you even call it background noise if it's the only thing you can think about? Two minutes. 120 full seconds until I get to slide into my red and blue stock car, shove my head into a helmet, and just drive for a while. At this point, I didn't care about winning or anything. I just wanted to drive. Because it was fun. Because it wasn't this. One minute. Someone was eating something or other. I couldn't tell what it was, but I could hear it being chewed. Loudly. Someone else was operating a drill. I couldn't stop hearing it, even though I really wanted to. Then, it was quiet. I started walking towards the car. To me, it felt like a safe place. The boys' bathroom near the end of a terrible math class. Your bedroom after a heated argument with your parents. Something like that. One step, then two, then three. In my head, I knew it was just another day at work, and that I had done this a million times before. Still, it felt like an arduous journey just to sit there for as long as I had. This was the end of that journey. I thought I had won. But I hadn't won. The team owner was standing directly between me and the car. Between me and the silence I wanted so badly. He said something about winnings. Something about some new ruling for the race. He was angry, I knew that much. I heard him, but I wasn't paying enough attention to know exactly what was being said. I spaced out. Every noise I could hear just blended together. I... He slapped me. You know what? That's it. Screw this place. Screw the car. Screw the chewing. Screw the drill. I'm out. I turned around and started walking. I heard the team owner in the distance, among a few others. At this point, I wasn't even trying to tell what they were saying. 
I didn't even know where I was going. I just knew I had to go. Get out of this loud and annoying trap of rubber, steel, and concrete. Before I knew it, I was pretty far away from the track. Away from the lights, the cars, and most importantly, the noise. The caveat was that it was dark, and I didn't know where I was exactly. It wasn't the parking lot. There weren't any cars, and my boots were touching dirt and grass. Guess I was on the other side of the building. Wait. I thought this wasn't the parking lot. Why is there a car back here? No, no, it's a truck. A black truck. It was loud. I walked towards it slowly. I wasn't really thinking about who was in the truck, why it was here, or even about the track and team behind me. I just... walked. Silence. Pure, uninterrupted silence. Darkness, too. I couldn't move. Why couldn't I move? What was that just now? I heard something or someone out in front of me. I took a deep breath. And then I shut up. Think, Marky. If someone screamed, then there was some kind of loud sound, then the screaming stopped? I chose to stay silent, at least for the moment. Suddenly, light filled my vision. I couldn't see much other than brightness. I didn't know how long I had been in this dark place, but I knew my eyes were open the whole time, and this was the first time I could see anything. I saw two figures carrying another figure who wasn't moving. The figure being carried looked like they were tied up completely, like a cocoon. They were thrown into the same room I was in, then the doors shut loudly. Everything I heard or saw felt so much more intense than it normally should have felt, maybe because I hadn't heard or seen anything else. It was unmistakably some kind of sensory deprivation. All at once, light filled my vision. Instinctually, I shut my eyes, but I slowly opened them over the course of a few seconds. Above me were fluorescent lights, the rectangular ones you might find in an office building or a school. To my sides were hard, concrete walls, painted black, and below me was a concrete floor of the same color. I was wrapped tightly in some kind of cloth. It was strong, and it reminded me of the cocoon I saw the other person get thrown in here with. Every single one was trapped in the same kind of cocoon that I was, and standing behind them all was someone dressed in black with their face covered. The masks they wore had metal plates welded where the mouth should be. Someone tried to speak, but the second they did, the person standing behind them pulled on two loose ends of their cocoon. It looked painful, and they quickly shut up. So that's what happened before. Guess staying quiet was a good choice. Music started playing from a loudspeaker attached to a wall in the front of the room. Above the loudspeaker was white paint on the black wall, in the shape of a circle with some marks at the bottom. I didn't recognize it. It looked like a light bulb, maybe? Or some kind of fancy New Age corporate logo some executive had overpaid for. I looked around, as that was really all I could do. I counted 14 other people in cocoons. They all look young, around my age. They all look scared, too. I bet I looked the same to them. The doors slammed open once again. This time, instead of some kid being thrown into the room, there was a man dressed all in white. A young man, though not quite as young as me, with blonde hair and a slender build. He wasn't wearing a mask like the people who tied us up. Instead, 
he had nailed the same kind of metal faceplate directly over his mouth. It looked absolutely disgusting, and I had to resist the urge to vomit when he walked in the room. I didn't want to make any kind of noise, let alone a noise that loud. The music cut out unceremoniously, catching me off guard. The man in white took a few steps forward, approaching the fifteen of us in rows of cocoons along the walls. He stopped, not having gone far from the doors, and darted his eyes across the room. Then, his eyes closed, and he paused for a moment. A single finger raised up to his lips, or where his lips should have been. He was telling us to be quiet, like we hadn't figured that out already. He stood there, index finger held in front of his metal plate mouth for what felt like an eternity. Then, he backed away, still facing us. He made eye contact with everyone before slipping behind the doors, which were left open. As soon as he stepped out of the room, we were let free from our restrictive cocoons. One person bolted for the doors as soon as he was let free, but he ran straight into the doors as they were quickly shut by two of the men who had let us go from the cocoons. They formed a blockade in front of the door, in what I assumed was an attempt to prevent us from leaving. One of them held out a notebook and a single pen. Written on the cover was, The game begins in ten minutes. Everyone looked at the notebook, some with confusion, others with terror. Personally, I was more scared and confused than I had ever been in my entire life. I didn't know where I was, who I was with, or why I was forbidden to speak, let alone what the message on the notebook meant. I should have just gotten in the race car, 